The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk And you are very welcome to a special edition of the Final Furlong Podcast where once again we are joined by the world's greatest trainer, Aidan O'Brien. Welcome back to the show. Hi Emmett, how are you? Uh, absolutely thrilled to be chatting to you and in good form. You've got a, a strong team for the new season. If we just start with the older horses, first of all, we've already had two come out, but Mother Earth was very good on her return, particularly when she might have needed it. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we're very happy with Remis. Um, we thought that she would come on plenty, um, but uh, it was nice to get her started and we had an option of starting at the car going to Dubai, so we obviously took the easier option and uh, no, we were delighted with her sense. In terms of her season and the kind of campaign that she can have, the Lockinge and then the Queen Anne make sense. Is that the route that you're thinking of? Yes, that's what we're thinking of at the moment. Um, yeah, at the moment, that's what we're thinking of. She'll take an awful lot of beating. I know Bayid is there, but the division as it currently stands, given the constitution that she has, the fact that she's a classic winner, she's very exciting to have back in training. But speaking of, of Myler's, Order of Australia is back as well. The decision to bring him back as, as a five-year-old, how did that come about? Yeah, no, so he, he got an injury in Keeneland last year and uh, he just had to get a pin in, in uh, his uh, cannon bone, but he's back and uh, like he's, he's back since then, everything is good. Obviously, his runs were very good last year. Um, uh, listen, he's like, his form is there with Faid and, and everything to, to everything uh, all those top milers for everybody to see. So um, we we just felt that he was uh, it was worth giving him another chance. Uh, he, he's very sound and everything looks very good with him at the moment. High definition was also at a massive reputation last year, and he comes back. He also had had his issues. Uh, you were saying he would come on for the run on racing TV, and he's run a blinder. Yeah, we were very happy with his run. Um, like obviously. We'll probably keep him at that trip again the next time and go back to the current maybe for the Moors Bridge and, and uh, we can see after that. But I know we were very happy with his run. Uh, like it was his first run of the year and uh, he had done very well physically since last year. So I'm um, no, uh, looking forward to seeing him the next day now. So Moors Bridge next. Would you be looking at the Tattersall's Gold Cup with him? I think so. Like it, it's definitely something to, to look at. Um, um, I, uh, we think uh, um, MHS. Yeah, nice break as well, 2nd of May to the 20, 22nd of May at the Curtis, exactly. so nice break for him. So now that you know he's as effective over 10 furlongs, because uh, Lafayette sets a very high standard, it was kind of an insulting price for the horse last yesterday, um, and a great ride from Oshinor as well. Uh, it, it does open doors for him, but do you feel that this is the season where we'll see the real high definition? We hope. Uh, he obviously was a bit disappointing last year, but we think he was a bit weak, maybe, Um 
he had the two runs as a two-year-old, and uh, um, uh, but we just thought maybe he had a little bit of a, an interrupted preparation for some of those races last year. We rushed him to the Dante a little bit, and he ran very well, but it probably just left its toll on him, and, and that's what probably cost him for his, his next few runs, really. Uh, Bolshoi Ballet is back as well. I got the pronunciation right this time. Excellent. Uh, however, has had a little bit of a setback. Yeah, he has, yeah. He's just ready to start back into exercise again. Um, so he's probably going to be for middle to the second half of the year, but physically has done well. Broom is now six and is back again. Uh, he's a horse who continues to show his constitution and uh, runs some fantastic races. Uh, how has he done over the winter? Because it's, it's rare enough, aside from Yates, for you to be training a six-year-old. Yeah, no, he has done. He's very kind, uh, sound horse. Um, last year, when um, he uh, when he was just getting on tact after the Japan Cup, the horse walked by him and kicked him, and he, he it fractured his cannon bone. Would you believe? So that's oh. what has held. Yeah, that's what has held him up. So um, he's uh, had to get a good long break, and but he's back canter now. He's done a couple of pieces of work, so um, he might be back for the tatter saws or maybe Ascot time, um, but he's done very well physically and moving very well at the moment. That's good to hear. Um, before we move on to your classic generation, um, one last call to, to ask you about, and that's Wordsworth, who did have some good form last season. He was placed in the Grand Prix de Paris. He was in the frame in the Irish Derby. Uh, is he a horse who has uh, stepped up and could he be a cup horse this year? Yeah, no, that's what we thought he was. He, he's, he's a little bit lazy, and that's why we got him out a little bit early and got to run into him and go on. But we think that's what he is as a cup horse, that there's every chance that he could get Gold Cup trip. Uh, he, was, he won nicely in, in, in Gorn. Uh, Ryan had to be strong on him, but he's he's lazy type of horse, and uh, he seems to have come out of the race well. So he has an option of going to, um, going to Navan or going to... Uh, um, the Yorkshire Cup or something like that next so we will see uh, the next uh, little bit how he is Okay the horse that I'm most excited about in your yard and I think a lot of people are uh, is a horse that you were kind enough to tell us about on the show last year and that's Luxembourg um, who's by Camelot uh, obviously is already a group one winner take, after taking the Virgin Futurity um, he took the Burrs for sakes for you as well so stamina is never going to be an issue but he's, his stallion Camelot you were making this point yourself on Racing TV that Camelot is the only son of Monju to have gone on to win uh, a classic over a mile or to win a group one over a mile as a three-year-old. Uh, do you feel that Luxembourg is that type of horse? Is he following in his father's footsteps? Yeah, we think obviously that he will stay further, um, but... He, his three runs, he did show plenty of class, and he, he's a good, strong traveller, uh, easy, free mover, um, lies on his feet. So um, at the moment, everything's going well, and, and we're looking at the Guineas with him at the moment. And is the Guineas a proper target for you, or is it a case of we can use this as a preparation for the, for the Derby? Like, Do you ultimately see him as a middle-distance horse, or is the Guineas a proper realistic target for him? Oh, well, the, the Guineas is always a proper realistic target for any horse because it's a, a very uh, a prestigious, serious race, you know. So um, uh, obviously with those type of horses, we try to keep the runs to a minimum. And obviously the Guineas is the, is, is the, is the first very important classic over a mile, you know. So um, uh, 
he everything has went well so far. He's a natural type of horse. So um, listen, we the plan is to start him there and then see where we go from there. Emmett, uh, really. Well, it's an important race in the calendar, and it's an important race for you as well because you hold the record for winners. So if any man can train the winner, it's going to be you. Um, you've got very powerful backup in the shape of Point Lonsdale. Horses aren't machines. Uh, he did come undone when he was beaten by Native Trail. I, I got the feeling, and I don't want to take anything away from Native Trail, but even Charlie Appleby is suggesting that Corbus is better than him, um, that he wasn't quite at his best that day. Um, he's by Australia, he's beautifully bred, and he, he had a busy campaign last season. Yeah, he did. I think whether he had, I think he had four or five runs, did he? Um, five runs. Yeah. So, um, listen, he, 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 um, he that I think the national stake was his last run, and uh, and he had been busy up to it. But he's he's very well. Um, he's a horse we always uh, liked a lot here. Uh, he's a good traveller. He's low mover. He's very brave. And like I don't think he ever ran any further than seven. Um, so I know looking forward to him as well. Uh, it's the same as, as Luxembourg. Everything has went well so far with him. And looking back at that defeat at the hands of uh, Native Trail, like there are people who just draw a conclusion and go, oh, Native Trail's been just better. And he is a very, very good horse. But did you find anything that day that led you to, to believe that wasn't quite Point Lansdale's best run? I know. Listen, he obviously it was his last run of the season and he was after having four runs up to it. And for a two-year-old, that's busy enough. Um but we we were uh, uh, we were very happy with his run and and uh, we were obviously looking forward to him. after that he was always going to be put away and we were going to look forward to him next year and and like I said he never ran any further than seven and and uh, we were always going to look forward to when he went from seven up to a mile you know so so um, no we've been like I say looking forward to to if everything goes well to start him in the guineas. Uh- to turn to the Phillies for the classics, again, you were very kind to tell us about Tenebrisium, uh, daughter of Caravaggio. She was terrific on debut, but what she did at Newmarket in the Chivley Park Stakes was just insane. Um, that was a phenomenal performance. Uh, it, the double of the Chivley Park and the 1,000 Guineas has been done. 2009-2010 is the last time it happened. Um, is she going to go straight there, and how is she wintered? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, she's wintered well. Uh, so far, so good with her too. Um, um, listen, obviously, like I said, it was a massive run out of her in the Chivley Park last year after a long break. Um, we were delighted with her that day. It looked that way that day that she would get seven. Like, obviously, then she has to go another furlong, so that would be interesting. But she's very relaxed, silly. Um, and, like, uh, everything has been good with her so far. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing her run now as well. I should think so. Um She's a Caravaggio, so this is our our opportunity to see Caravaggios as as three year olds. He was a monster of a sprinter. Uh, does she, given her breeding, the fact that she's out of uh, an immortal out, out of a mortal verse, a pivotal mare, um, who is a legend of a racehorse herself? I mean, she's impeccably bred. She's got the turn of foot. If it doesn't work out in the guineas, you could revert to sprinting. But does she give you the impression that a mile won't be a problem? As you never know, but she's very relaxed. Um, she she doesn't fuss too much about anything, and and uh, she's very happy to sleep away in her races, which is a good thing, and that should be a big help to her um, when you start stepping up up to a mile, you know. So, um, listen, obviously we're not we're not revving her up, we're keeping her relaxed, um, but everything seems good and straightforward at the moment. Um, so it will be interesting. <laughs> 
Tuesday, bounced into the scene. Um, she is a sister to Empress Josephine, won the same race as her as well. Uh, of course, Empress Josephine took the 1,000 guineas for you. Um, and she's gone into a lot of people's notebooks for the 1,000 guineas. Uh, what's the plan with her next? Um, we're debating whether we uh, go to a guinea trial at Leperstown or go to a... Um, at the Salsi, but an Oaks trial. Mm. So that's kind of going on at the moment. Um, it's very possible she goes to the Salsi, but maybe not the Guinea trial, but we're not definitely sure yet uh, um, that she's coming along lovely. Um, we just don't want to force her. Uh, she was very relaxed and laid back when she won first time this year, and but everything seems well with her since then as well. Out of Lily Langtry, who was a top-class horse for you, by Galileo, stamina wouldn't be any issue at all. She She looks made for the Oaks. Yeah, listen, obviously, uh, uh, minding won the Oaks, um, but, but obviously came back and won, over, won the, the, the um, big mile race at Ascot at the end of the year, you know. So there is plenty of speed in the pedigree as well. Um, so it, it will be interesting, but you, you would think that there's a good chance that she will get Oaks straight. Um, I'm, I'm excited by her. Uh, I thought she was very interesting, but I have to say that Tenebrisium is the one who, who has my heart at the moment. Uh, a horse that we've seen um, make his comeback is, is Glen Thorne. Uh, he ran alongside a horse that had uh, plenty of racing last season. Um, and uh, there was a rumour going around that was the best two-year-old you had, and that's the Acropolis. Uh, he took plenty of racing and ran an absolute blinder uh, coming from the back under Emmett to finish second to Dr. Zemp. Uh, Glenthorne had to be prominent and things didn't seem to, to quite go to plan there. Uh, what did you make of the run of both horses and how have the Acropolis and Glenthorne come out of the Guineas trial? Yeah, both came out well. Uh, obviously, Glenthorne would prefer to be taking his time and not have to make the running, but there was very slow pace and uh, there was no one really wanting to go and that's what ended. That's what happened that Glenthorne ended up going. Didn't suit him. He didn't like being there. He would be better probably taking his time over a mile in a strongly run race, and we think we'd see a much better horse then. Um, um, yeah, so Alcopolis ran very well. Uh, he came from the back of a slow run race, so he did well to, to finish second. So we're thinking at the moment uh, Glenton might go to the the Tetrack at the Cora at, oh, and it's a mile this year, and uh, we're thinking at the moment Alcopolis might go to the French Guineas so um, uh, that's what we're thinking about the doors at the moment. And of course, French 2000 Guineas, uh, you won with St. Mark's Basilica uh, last season and going on to win the French Derby as well. Um, he's clearly thrived over the winter, so uh, two very interesting horses. Uh, in terms of Glenthorne, um, you've mentioned the next target for him. Uh, is he, to, to me, he's, he's an exciting horse. Is he still on, on the classic agenda? Could he rock yeah. up at Newmarket? Yeah, uh, downtown, no, he won't. Um, the plan is to go to the, 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 the Tetrach, and then obviously he'd either go for maybe the Irish Guineas or the French Guineas after that. Okay. Uh, he probably won't go to Newmarket now at the moment. All right, he still remains an exciting horse and one that we'll be keeping a, a very close eye on. Uh, Stone Age was really impressive and got quotes for the Derby. Um, after his victory on his reappearance, uh, as he's entered in the Dante, um, uh, along with, with many others. You must have been pleased to see him fulfill the potential that was always there. Yeah, we, we obviously he, he didn't win his maiden last year. He was running group ones all the time nearly. Um, we were delighted with him his first run. Um, 
the plan is at the moment we're looking at the Dernstown with him. Um, he seems to have come out of Navin well, and uh, um, at the moment we're, we're looking at going to the Dernstown and then seeing after that. But we're, we've been very happy with him since. And that's going to be a cracking Dernstown because uh, Bluegrass is going to be in there who, who ran in the Bally Sacks, but um, your son, uh, Donica and... Joseph obviously fought at the finish. Uh, Pisbadil looks like a very exciting horse. But um, what did you make of Bluegrass's performance in the Belly Sacks? Yeah, we were happy with him. We think he'll stay further. He's a little bit lazy, um, and uh, but we were happy with his run. But we think he will stay further, and uh, and uh, he should progress fitness-wise from that day. And and uh, we'll see where we go then with him after that, I suppose. Okay, a um, couple of ones to, to fire at you really quickly. Quickly, uh, Contrelli Chapel. Um, she's yeah. made her reappearance didn't quite got a plan um, has she wintered okay did she just need the run yeah no she wintered well and, and uh, everything had went well and we were very happy with her going to Leperstown we were very disappointed with the run obviously uh, she just got trapped a little bit wide and just really didn't relax uh, the way you'd like her to um, but we were a little bit confused she didn't finish out the last furlong um, we couldn't find anything physically wrong with her after so maybe Maybe she's fast and maybe she doesn't stay. So we're thinking at the moment of going back to the Tazis at the Curra and, uh, and taking her time on and just switching her off and put her totally asleep and see what will happen. And then after that, we kind of know um, whether it was her getting upset, uh, being trapped wide at Leperstown the last day or she's not staying. So we learn a lot about her the next day. And the, 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 the plan at the moment is to go to the Tazis and hopefully she leaves that run behind her. Okay, a uh, horse we're going to see pretty soon, possibly this week, United Nations. Yeah, he's um, he, he's um, yeah, he's he's um, going nicely. He's lazy type horse at home, so he's a little bit hard to assess. Um, but there's a chance that he might go to Cork on Saturday for a, a winners race, a mile and a quarter winners race. Um, just just lazy uh, type horse physically has done very well, uh, but just probably needs to wake up and. And uh, that's what we were thinking of running in Cork on Saturday. And you've mentioned the phrase lazy now a few times. Um, uh, the, the point that I'm almost thinking is, is Aiden talking about me? Uh, but when, when a horse is lazy at home and then they explode on the track, that's a really good sign. Yes, yeah. He, he, um, the first day he ran, uh, he, 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 was, uh, he did it very nicely. Um, but he's just lazy-natured horse, but physically has done well, which is a very good thing. Um, He's much stronger and bigger than he was last year. So, but listen, we'll have to wait and see. Some wake up, some don't. Um, so, obviously, we're going to run him and see, and, and hopefully, he does wake up. Horse who went into the notebook on the in a back end maiden uh, in October uh, was Dalmatian Coast. What's the plan for him? Um, yeah, he's going grand. He, he's um, <clears throat> looking like a horse probably needs a mile and a quarter plus at the moment. Um, He's, uh, he's run, uh, I know we, we saw his run the same as, as everybody else, but, um, and uh, listen, you would, listen, at the moment, his run looks better than he's shown us at the moment, so we're, we're just going gentle away with him, and we'll probably end up starting him in a mile and a quarter, maiden somewhere, and, and see what happens then. Okay. Um, uh, of course, I've, I've said this to your right-hand man, Chris, several times, a horse that I'm a, a huge fan of is King of Bavaria. Um, he holds an entry in the 2000 guineas, uh, $300,000 purchase by no name never, um, who getting to see up close as a stallion is an absolute beast, but he's produced some really good horses. Um, 
what is the, the current plan with him and how is he wintered? Yeah, good. Uh, we don't think he'll get a mile at the moment. Uh, he's shown plenty of pace in his work, so he's going to go to Navin for the uh, committed at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, that's where we're thinking of starting him and uh, see where we go from there. But he's done very well physically over the winter. Good to hear. Uh, if he's going to be starting over six furlongs, then does that mean you're thinking of Commonwealth Cup but Royal Ascot, perhaps? Yeah, yeah that's what we're thinking of at the moment. Um, and uh, listen, we just maybe feel asking him to stretch to a mile might be the wrong thing for him at the moment. Okay. Um, back to classic contenders, Concert Hall. Uh, she danced a lot of dances last year, uh, including in the, uh, the New Market Mile, um, yeah. the Phillies Mile. And uh, yeah. she wasn't beaten far by in Spiral. And she's also got form with Discoveries, who's very well fancied for the 1,000 guineas. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, she's in good form as well. Um, we thought that maybe an Irish guineas are the Prissy Polly or something like that. Um, listen, she could go to Newmarket for the Prissy Polly, or if she didn't, she could go to the Irish guineas, or she could do both. Um, so she, she's in good form physically, has done well as well over the winter. And how taken are you with the Dubawis that you've been sent? Because I know more are coming. Um, he's yeah, no, no, we're very happy with them. Um, they missed everything we've asked them to do. They've done nicely, and they're good, solid horses, and they show pace, and they're, they're mature at, as two-year-olds, and, and, and obviously mature onto three-year-olds. So we're very happy with, with the ones we have at the moment uh, so far. Yeah, they seem like a, a, a good lot to have. Um uh, back to Colts, uh, the late great Deep Impact out of Best in the World, um, who's produced some decent horses for you. Uh, so, unraced, full brother to a top-class middle-distance performer by the name of Snowfall, um, who will ring bells with many. Uh, look, Snowfall was an absolute machine for you, and um, what happened with her in the end was was brutal, uh, but she was a, a monster of a racehorse. Um, how does, does uh, Newfoundland compare? Yeah, no, he's he's a grand horse. He had a run at Leperstown. He was very green and was slowly run mile and a quarter maiden. But he ran very well. Uh, he'd probably step up to a mile and a half the next time. Um, he, he's just obviously a bit babyish, and he probably missed not having raced that too. Um, but he, he came out of the race very well, and obviously we think that he will get a mile and a half well and, and might even get further. Okay. Uh, Ivy League, we saw winning just the other day at Dundalk. Um He's a horse who's obviously one for those who, who like the names, uh, but also is beautifully bred. Yeah, he's a fine, big, powerful horse. He he ran a bit disappointing at the car the first time, and uh, then he won in Dundalk the last night and didn't win very far, but he won. Uh, he's a big horse, so um, we'll see where we go with him and see how much he comes on, but uh, he needs to come on. Um, but, but big, powerful horse, um, and uh, he just it looks babyish enough at the moment. Uh, Kiprios is back as a four-year-old. That's one of the older horses I missed out on. He definitely uh, shapes as a horse who could be uh, a cup horse for you this season. And intriguingly, is co-owned by uh, Coolmore and Moidler. Yeah, he, he's um, good farm. He um, he got under the stalls in Asco his last run, and he didn't run in the staying three-year-old race. Um, so he was off a long time but he's back and he's in good shape and he's ready to run again and, and he's probably going to go to the vintage crop in Navan that's the plan to start him there and go from there he looks like a horse that, that could turn into a very nice middle distance uh, staying type horse Okay, um, Star of India 
Galileo out of uh, Desert Style, uh, Mayor. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, he, he's um, the plan is he's going to run in the Craven on Wednesday. Uh, uh, he was lazy and green enough when he ran and won at Leperstown. So, uh, and he, he is a, a laid back horse at home as well. So, but he's in good form. Uh, we're going to start him there and uh, see where we go from there. Do we stick to a mile or do we step up and trip? But he seems in good form. Uh, two fillies for you, Lullaby and Only, both have come out and run on a maiden just the other day uh, on the 6th of April, and there was only a neck between them. Ryan was on board only by Deep Impact out of Winter, uh, who was a Final Fallen Podcast legend, and uh, Lullaby, beautifully bred uh, out of a Holy Roman Emperor air, mare, mare uh, by Galileo. Um, how have both come out of the race, and what's the thinking with them? Yeah, both are in good form. Uh um, Lullaby will go back for the Guinea's trial, the Phillies trial at Leperstown, um, over a mile, and uh, uh, only then we will see how she is before we step her up. Will we go back to a maiden or will we go there? But look, it looks like at the moment we go back to a maiden and uh, just take our time a little bit with her. And she could be a filly, could turn into a very nice middle distance filly later on in the year, but we just don't want to rush her. Obviously, she didn't run as a two year old, so that's probably not an advantage for this year so we have to go gentle and teach her a little bit rather than um, push on with her but Lullaby had plenty of runs and, and she's hardy and ready now so um, that's what we're thinking with them at the moment Okay, uh, What can you tell me about the Algarve? Yeah, she's in good form uh, she was ready to run last week and she got a little infection in her hock so she's just back starting working again this week and um, we think she's going to be an Oaks type filly and uh, if everything goes well over the next couple of weeks, we get her into an Oaks trial before then and see where we go from there. We think she'll get a mile and a half, um, but we'll probably go Oaks uh, route, route with her at the moment. Is she a horse that we're sleeping on, uh, that we're kind of ignoring? Because by American Pharaoh, out of Imagine, um, she's the kind of horse who wouldn't necessarily have been precocious, that she would definitely develop into being... Uh, a really strong three-year-old. Is she one we should be taking a little bit more seriously for the Oaks? I think it's very possible that she's an Oaks filly. Um, we always liked her last year. She she was showing us more than she was on the track. Um, she's obviously out of Imagine. She's by American Fair. So there's every chance that she could turn into a proper Oaks candidate. But everything has to go well with her now for the next three weeks to, to get there. Okay. Um, changing over the guard was was back in action at Dundalk as well. Uh, Dundalk is becoming a a popular destination for you, and he got the job done flawlessly over ten furlongs. Yeah, he's a horse is going to stay much further. Uh, he might go back to Navin for the stay in three year old race, or he could go to Chester for one of the trials. But we think he's going to be better when he goes up to a mile and a half. Uh, he's a big laid back horse, so uh, we go to there some of those trials, Chester or Lingfield or somewhere, and see what will happen. Toy. Yeah, Ty uh, ran nicely the first day at the Coyle. We thought she would win, but Joseph, one of Joseph's fillies beat her. Uh, she's in good form since she ran. Uh, it's possible that she'll go to Limerick for a filly's maiden and then step up. But there's every chance that she could be very nice filly as well. Whether she get a mile and a half, we're not sure, but she'll be very comfortable stepping up to a, a mile or a mile and a quarter. Um, so we, we think she's going to be a nice filly for the year. Yeah, the reason I just said toy is that she's a sister to Glen Eagles, Marvelous, Joan of Arc, um, you know, out of a, a dam who is a sister to Giant's Causeway. She's bred to be a, an absolute monster, and I just thought she was a little bit unlucky uh, behind 
that pesky Joseph O'Brien uh, and perfect perfect thunder. Um, but you know, two runs at the current now, and on both occasions she's run very very well. Uh, she seems like a horse who's really strengthened into herself over the winter. Yes, um, yeah. Obviously, she's great pedigree, and it's like what you said. We we really fancied her that day, um, but like obviously Joseph fancied his filly, and she's a good filly, obviously. Um, but we, we think she could be very nice this year. Um, she, like I said, we we were starting her over seven, but we were thinking that she'd have no problem getting a mile and a quarter. So all that kind of stuff is exciting with a pedigree like hers and filly it looks like that. So we we'll go gentle and see where what, what happens and, and where it takes us really. And while Glen Eagles and Marvellous and Happily were very much milers, uh, Vatican City the same. To be fair, Coolmore and Joan of Arc proved that 10 furlongs would be no issue for that, for that bloodline. Yeah, no, listen, I suppose Joan of Arc is, is the one that got the French Oaks well, didn't she? You know, yeah. so, um, yeah, so listen, it, it and, and she, this one is a laid back filly, slick filly, so, uh, and uh, she's probably physical. A little bit slicker looking than some of those, so that that's going to help her to get a middle distance trip. And we saw uh, a couple of horses in action yesterday, uh, Cougar, but more intriguingly, Waterville making her debut, uh, Camelot out of a Hernado mare. Um, she was beaten five lengths in the end. Uh, clearly, with the way that race panned out, it looked as though she she needed it, but there's there's been the Bally Doyle whispers. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, you know, you get the the old nudge on the arm. This this is a good one. Aiden says this is a good one. Um, that happens in every bloody race course, Aiden. Uh, but has all the right entries, including the Derby, uh, the Dante, and um, the Irish Derby as well for for Waterville. So um, expectations are clearly high. Yeah, we always liked him. Uh, he didn't run last year, so that wasn't an advantage either. Um, but um, he ran into Corey. He was very green. He just got trapped in a little bit in a slowly run race, um, and he ran home very well. But the winner was just kind of gone when he got out. So, um, But he came out of the race well. He seems to come out of the race well. Um, we'll probably go back for a, a maiden again with him, and probably looking at him as a Corey. The derby might come a bit quick, definitely the Epson derby. So he'll probably go to a maiden next, and uh, it could be uh, there's a maiden in Chester, or it could a maiden somewhere else, but we'll just see when we get him back cantering and into full walk to see how he is. But we think uh, uh, long-term he's going to be a very nice horse. Okay, and um, you've trained horses uh, to win the derby, for example, that didn't race as three-year-olds, uh, or at least go very, very close to doing so. Um, Rule the World obviously did it, and... Um, uh, U.S. Army Ranger came oh so close, uh, only for the late great Pat Smullen to deny you uh, on the line. Um, so Waterville is definitely a horse to, to go into the notebook. A brief word on Cougar. Uh, Cougar, yeah, he ran a nice race. He's a deep impact horse, and he'll probably appreciate stepping up and trip as well. Uh, he ran a nice race. Uh, he had a good position through the whole race and, and ran well. But um, yeah, he probably up to a mile and a half, and and, and probably even further. <laughs> we're uh, recording this on Monday so we've seen some of your juveniles now including Mediate who is a $360,000 purchase uh, and from a, a very very smart family she looked good on, on her debut yeah no we were delighted with her um, it was her first run obviously um, came up the middle of the track and won nicely so we think that we'll go back to Nace for a Phillies race with her um, and uh, go from there but like, we were delighted with her run really uh, there's the viral clip of you talking about 
potential two-year-olds that that could come out and you you're what's that horse's name again oh little big bear uh just came up against your lines horse uh tough talk but i thought ran a, a blinder and in some ways aiden the fact that he's been beaten is almost an advantage because if he wins then he has to go into listed or tougher company whereas he can have another chance at a maiden or you can step him up in class as well but he ran a race of, of huge promise i thought yeah no we were delighted with his run um it's, and, and it's true what you said um it, he's still a maiden i think there's a winner's race in nace uh, over five he might go back to uh forest uh, for his second run and the advantage of that he, he'll be in there with no penalty it's just very hard on a two-year-old to win those races with penalties and uh so we're thinking if, if everything is well, he could go back to that and uh, and um, go from there. To, it's a, a listed race in 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 um, uh, I know yeah, and there's a winners race, and then there's a listed race at the Cora um, that he could go for either over five. So uh, it's, we'll, we'll see. Um, but he has all the options now when he didn't win his race. Okay, uh, another two years. Ask you about is Congo River. Uh, Congo River is um, just trying to think who he Mendel, is now. Uh, Mendelssohn out of. Tessie flip. Yeah. flip. Uh, no, no, he's going lovely. Um, he has no problem maybe starting over six. He, he's, he's ready to run. Uh, he, he should be out shortly and probably will get seven, but he's doing everything right at the moment. Uh, how nice is it to have Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn's in training with you for the first time of the season? Uh, no, we're, fi- we're finally getting to see them. Yeah, no, it's great to have one. Is right. He's our first one. Um, and like I said, he's, he's doing everything right at the moment. Uh, lovely, big, powerful, strong horse. The Antarctic, uh, Dark Angel out of Anna Law. Yeah, he's good at the moment too. Ever doing everything right, very fast horse. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's um, looks very quick. He's strong and he's powerful and uh, and doing everything right as well at the moment. Um, he could go to Tipperary twenty uh, first of April for a winners race. He'd start there over five and go from there. So price is no guarantee to success, but seven hundred and fifty thousand guineas as a yearling and a full brother to Patash. Uh, we know from from speaking to Patasha's trainer that uh, he was a complete lunatic, and they had to geld him uh, pretty early on because, uh, as was as was described by um, uh, his trainer, he disgraced himself at Royal Ascot as a juvenile. Is he showing you a more relaxed attitude? I know he's, he's obviously he's, he's a fast type of horse, so he's sharp, um, and and all those sprinters think quick, and 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 obviously he does as well, um, but. No, everything's going good with him so far, but he's he's um like he is a sharp horse and, and uh, he has a quick mind. And Tiger Paw, uh, great name, uh, by Sioux Nation out of Rhiannon. Oh yeah, he runs uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's a fast horse as well. Um, he's just ready to start. He'd probably come on from the run, but he's, he walks like a horse with plenty of pace as well. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing him run tomorrow. And that's definitely a horse, and it has to go into the the notebook. Um, final horse to, to throw at you is um, uh, the the intriguingly mentioned Ivy League uh, Galileo out of uh, Fastnet Rockmare. Uh, yes, um, yeah, he's a three year old. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won, or he won at Dundalk the other night. Um, he, we ran the first time in a maiden, and he was a little bit disappointed at the car, and then he went back and won at Dundalk the other night. Um, uh, yeah, he yeah won just one. Um, needs to grow up mentally. Looks immature enough still. Uh, so we'll probably uh, start him 
uh, soon enough again and, and see what happens with him. But he's a fine, big, powerful horse. Okay, Aiden, you're always incredibly kind to us and you're incredibly kind to the Final Final Podcast listeners. So I asked you this last year and you caught me on the hop with the answer you gave me. Could you give us five Aiden O'Brien horses to follow for the new season? Five. No, I, I listen. The, the, the horses are, are well at the moment. Um, listen, it's very hard to know that obviously all the horses that we we spoke about um, are, are uh, kind of important type of horses. The, the classic horses, the um, the horses that are the I suppose the classic horses are the ones that, that we we are probably. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing them run and, and to see what happens. But uh, like we're happy with the horses that are going to the Guineas so far, and the fillies is going to the Guineas. And uh, and I suppose then the couple of uh, Derby horses that won, um, we're happy with him, like a Stone uh, Stone Age, and um, those happy with those type of horses, uh, uh, Emmett. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they they keep progressing. I like it. Uh, which two-year-old should we follow? Oh, Jane, the, the, sure, I suppose the two-year-old filly that won at the Nate at the car looks nice, um, and then I suppose uh, I suppose the, I suppose the, the two-year-olds that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, we're happy with them. They've they've done uh, they've been all kind of working there together. So um, and so far the, the two-year-olds are running uh, respectable. So I, I think keep watching them for the next couple of weeks and see what's going to happen. So mediate is one to definitely follow and uh, the juveniles that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks we need to be given a very very close eye on including uh, your horse who runs tomorrow I think so listen the, 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 listen, the first few have ran well so and they're all kind of there together in a bunch so it will be interesting to see uh, what happens with them you know and that horse again is uh, Tiger Paul uh, by Sioux Nation so very intriguing to see how he gets on in Dundalk Aidan pleasure chatting to you uh, as always the very best of luck uh, with the classics, um, I think you've got an incredibly strong team. Uh, you've done the two thousand and one thousand guineas double in the past. You've got a very strong chance of doing it again. And um, looking forward to chatting to you hopefully before Royal Ascot. But um, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll chat to you again soon. Be safe. Yeah, yeah, please, God, pleasure, Emmett. Thank you very much. God bless, Aidan. Thanks very much. Thanks, Emmett. Bye bye. Bye bye. Aidan O'Brien taking the time to join us yet again on the Final Furlong podcast. I hope you found that informative. I hope you found it interesting. I certainly did. And I'm going to go and get stuck in to the juvenile in Dundalk tomorrow, right this second. Um, so if you're listening to this on Monday, just remember Tiger Paw, Dundalk, Tuesday. That'll be a final for a podcast gamble. Uh, more stable tours coming your way, uh, more exclusive interviews as well, and we're going to be tackling some big topics that really need to be discussed. Uh, all of that and lots more to come on the final for podcast, all for free. All you have to do is click follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, tune in, wherever it is you're listening, click the follow. And the best way to help the show out, if you like what we're doing, share on social media like and share on social media i hope you're well hope you're safe chat to you soon take care 
God bless. The final Furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and final Furlong podcast owner's morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.